I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too young, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hybrid Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Could've played one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and high, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I come around, yeah You lose your mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those times, I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hybrid, throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me, throw that to the side, yeah Good evening. Welcome to, to Loaded Mag in UFC. We're live from the sun because it's pretty hot here in Ireland. How about you, Richie? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it hasn't been, I would say, overly sunny, but it's been like really, really muggy and humid and stuff like that. So the heat's here. We've got all the windows open, all the doors open to try and cool out. But there's just no air coming through to do that. It's, it's yeah. just unbearable. But apart from that, loads going on. Uh, but... Uh, Great to be here with you tonight, mate, and uh, new set of shows. Yeah, exactly. New, new set of shows. Loads going on, but not so much going on in, in, in uh, Newcastle terms, let's say. It's been kind of quiet with the international break. But yeah, new shows. So the idea here behind these shows are that we get um, uh, fan groups from all over the world that will come and they'll tell us about uh, their group, what they do, how they meet up, if they, what kind of events they organise, um, maybe they want uh, to to inform other people in in their, their location to, to come and join their group, and hopefully they'll, they'll expand and we can get a build a nice little a nice little uh, group uh, together and a nice little fan groups all over the world. So we had to start somewhere, and I had to start with the Irish mags because hey, and guess what came for me today? My Irish mags top. How, how about that for timing? Personalized, yes, yeah, uh, no, I like, I like, the, I like the personalization that on the column, yeah, it? the DS, DS, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's way too hot to wear it, uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll have to don't worry, don't worry, there'll be plenty more days to, to wear that, but uh, yeah, so that that's the kind of the idea behind the show. And bring and we uh, brought the, the Irish mags on tonight, uh, of course, I'm, I'm in that group in the WhatsApp chat, and it's very, very active, uh, the, that group, but uh. Of course, Richie, you you will know from uh, meeting me first on uh, on uh, matters that uh, I thought I was the only <laughs> the only Newcastle fan in Ireland, or, or the only real Newcastle fan. People might say, "Oh yeah, that's what Newcastle." They don't really have that much of an interest. But yeah, I found out afterwards there's plenty. There's plenty of of uh, Newcastle fans in Ireland and all all four corners of Ireland as well. But um, shall we meet some of them? But, but the thing is, though, have we got all four corners covered tonight? No, no, we won't. We'll, we'll have, we'll have just Connacht and and uh, Leinster. Uh, we, that, that was a good idea. We, we next time. That's what we will have to do next time. Get the four corners covered. But and of course, also Martin. Martin was uh, with us in Lodomag as well. He's originally yeah. from Newcastle. So do we do we qualify him as half the time he's Irish, half the time he's English? Depends who's winning. Irish mag, can't he really? Yeah. Adopt the Irish mag. 
<laughs> Let's get the lads on. Let's bring them on. Uh, we'll bring on Tev first. Welcome, Tev. What's the story? How are you doing, lads? Not um, too bad. Nice to meet you, Nice to meet you. As you can see, that shoulders jump and um, jumper. I had the same jumper. Whipped it off. It's about twenty-seven degrees at half seven at the yeah. night. So it's the summer solstice in Ireland tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we won't wear the jumper today, but lovely no. to meet you all. Um, and thank you for the opportunity. You know, um, you'll get to meet a few of the lads. Obviously, it's a bit biased today with terms of Leinster and Connacht, but should look. Um, we'll, we'll represent the four corners, but yes, we'll try it. You know. Well, let's get on with another uh, of our Irish mag colleagues. Let's get on, Jamie. Welcome, Jamie. How are you, lads? How are you doing? Not too bad. And you're rocking nice the gear, Jamie. Oh, of course. Now you see <laughs> the, the jumpers that you've all got today. They're, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be wearing that. Not in this heat, no, but um, sporting a nice little sporty T-shirt. But uh, always repping. Always. <laughs> and Alan, Alan, I'm going to bring on next. And Alan, I, I don't know. Should I call him Alan? Should I call him Alex? I don't know. It's, it's kind of, <laughs> he's expecting me to call him Alex. So welcome, Alex. How's it going, lads? How are you? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? Evening, mate. Right. Welcome going? to Loader Bag. Thanks very much for having us. No bother at all. So, lads, let's get started. So, yeah, so I said um, to Tev, I was talking to Tev about getting you guys on. said, uh, I wanted you to, to tell everyone about Loader Mag. So, I know I, I, I'm not going to ruin it by telling everyone all the, the, the great things you're doing and, and, and the, the nice little fan base that you've built. But, uh, you guys, t- tell us all about uh, uh, the Irish Mags. Well, I'll jump in here. Um, so, the Irish Mags are essentially. We're a group, I mean, we're about 300 strong now at this point um, of just, I mean, just crazy Newcastle fans who are, I mean, a lot of the lads in the group are based in Dublin or Ireland, but they're originally from Newcastle. There's a lot of just Irish people. But um, yeah, look, it's just a group of lads who are all a bit mad. Um, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> all a bit uh, yeah, you know yourselves, dads. But they're all they're all a little bit mad, mad about Newcastle. Very opinionated, very outspoken. But um, it's great crack. And look, we it was set up. I would say twenty nineteen. Um, was when I made the group originally. Look, I, I made the group back then. I mean, look, that was darker times for the club. That was, uh, we weren't celebrating a lot. We were, uh, <laughs> it was doom and gloom. But look, the, my original plan for making it was because I knew, like, I couldn't be the only person in Ireland that was depressed <laughs> and on a Monday morning, every morning. And I, I had to find other people that, you know, I was going into work and it was just Man United fans, Arsenal fans giving me stick. I just needed to find some people that I could vent to. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, it kind of just snowballed from there. Obviously, then the takeover happened. We made the group chat. It really snowballed. Um, look, Tev, Tev is a massive, massive part of it. Tev's jumped in and Tev's kind of grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and got lads like Alan and everything on look there's a lot of people in the background that are doing amazing work I do want to shout out the guy called Scott Daz you'll know him yourself yeah the president the, the, the El Presidente <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Scott Scott Fitzpatrick is um, he's an absolute godsend to the lads who are looking to get tickets because look obviously it's 
extremely um, difficult for anyone to get tickets to Newcastle matches now, even if you're based in Newcastle. But Scott's kind of grabbed that by the scuff of the neck. He's really helping people get over it. But um, yeah, look, there's a lot of people in the background that are doing really good work. And um, yeah, that that's kind of just a base of what we are. I'm sure Tev will have a lot more to add into that. But yeah, that that's kind of just in a nutshell. So, before we go to Tev, I want to add, so you, we, we know that that uh, you guys kind of just uh, put together that line of merch yourselves, just to, to reaching out to a company. And uh, and you also mentioned Scott on, on coordinating the, any kind of, tickets that can be can be shared around with, with people but um then uh, what what else do you do guys i know i know the answers already but what, what else are you doing Drink. um <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually more so as what jamie was kind of saying i think the big thing about the irish mags is the community i think before and the lads will kind of say it there's so many irish fans that go to games go watch kind of games in terms of in dublin and galway and four corners ireland but Nobody would talk to each other. Like you go to the airport and it'd be a full Ryan airplane going to Newcastle for the game, but nobody would chat to each other. So it's mad to think that there'd be full intakes going Friday and Saturday for a game, coming back, no one chat to each other. People watching games in with Manchester United fans, Liverpool fans, Newcastle fans in the same bar, not even chatting to each other. So I think the big thing for us is about community, you know. It's about getting the lads together and making sure that whether you're in Newcastle, whether you're in Dublin, whether you're in Galway, you're part of a community. And that's where it kind of start, started from WhatsApp, which is a community-based social media channel. But in terms of growing from that, obviously, we have the likes of our regional bars. We have the Irish Strawberry, which is the Bleecker Street Bar in Dublin. So Johnny Leahy, who runs that, he used to be the head chef of Newcastle United in the 90s. He moved over, and we were obviously in the Camden. But once we, myself, Jamie, Alan, um, Christian as well, once we met kind of, you know, Johnny, I think it was a match made in heaven, you know. I think we both kind of had the agreements that we need to be running Army <laughs> match day meetups here. I think it's a great community a great place to host our community because it is Newcastle orientated so yeah so we have lots of things in terms of obviously we have Scott as well massive shout out to Scott in terms of tickets but like whether you're in Mayo whether you're in Galway whether you're in Northern Ireland whether you're looking to an FPL whether you're looking to you know I don't know you're looking to get some merchandise it's all about the Irish man it's all about the community that we have, you know, so that's what we're trying to be. And like, even with the podcast and stuff, we want our fans kind of consuming Irish man's content. So at least then when you're driving home or you're going into your commute, obviously you're listening to the UK based content, which we love, but then as well, you're like, Oh yeah, I might listen to that Irish man's podcast, or I might go on to load the mag and just listen to people who are essentially mad like us, you know? Exactly, exactly, Jeff. And like what I find great about it is um that I didn't even know you could do this in, in WhatsApp, is that like everyone's in the in the wooden massive group. And I, I do I have to admit, once there was three thousand unread messages in in that group because when I joined <laughs> first and I was like, sure the last look at this, it's absolutely nuts. And I was charging my phone a couple of times a day. And I know that's why Martin had to leave it. But uh no, I I, I stuck with it and uh but I know then you split split it off into different groups. There's one about tickets, there's one about uh the the um fancy football and, and so on and so forth. It, it's yeah. great. And you, you also you share information as well. Let's say uh oh, tickets are going on sale or uh, something something breaking kind of news you, you'll share it as well. But uh how'd you get into all this Alan? I was on Twitter one day Jamie was after saying we might do a meet-up and I was like, what are Newcastle fans? Absolutely. I want to be miserable with other people, not just sitting at home giving out to me missus about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I went into the first meet-up and they haven't let me leave since, so that's the end of it. <laughs> cool. 
Nice one. Um, all right, lads. Um, yeah, well, actually, last question about Irish mags before we go into more uh, talk about stuff. What, what's your what's the plan? Any plans going forward? I know you've got the podcast going uh, and anything else uh, upcoming in the future. I think from our point of view and what we're doing actually well, and you can see little Paul Slaughter in the comments, we're trying to utilize the experience and kind of the skills of people actually in the chat. Because so we're so busy kind of doing stuff that we really know, but you don't know who's in the chat. Like we have some fantastic people in the chat that want to get involved. So I could say, yeah, we're doing podcasts. We're doing more meetups. We're doing Champions League away day, hint, hint. But there's lots of people in the chat as well. that will have lots of ideas. So we are talking to our members to kind of get, get them more involved as well. Cause John, who knows? There could be a five aside. Football is definitely something that we might do, quizzes, etc. But like, it, it's all dependent on the skills that we have in in house as well. Because obviously, you see us three today, and then you'll see more in terms of the committee. But at the end of the day, this is for Irish Mag, so we kind of that's how we kind of blend our ideas in terms of forecast and like whoever's involved, whoever has a skill set, they can come on board and kind of say, "Oh yeah, we should do that," and then we let them out. You know? Cool, cool. No, yeah, there's something I'll add to that is that um. Yeah, so like everything Kev said there, like we're, we're looking to get a few extra bits going. But I mean, at the end, there is another thing of we have kind of met with and spoke with the club yeah. now on a couple of occasions. Um, so I mean, what we want to do is essentially make Irish Newcastle United fans have as easy access to Newcastle games, everything as humanly possible. Um, we've met with the club. We've had some kind of good chats with them about their ideas for the Irish mags moving forward. Um, we are kind of waiting for something back from them, but there is more to come on that. So, um, yeah, uh, kind of watch this space on that one. But, um, but yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's, let's, so, yeah, if you haven't joined uh, Loaded Mag, sorry. Well, if you haven't joined Loaded Mag, what are you doing anyway? But if you haven't joined the Irish Mags, uh, join up to, uh, with the group uh, and you'll, you'll get chatting with the lads. And uh, there's so many people uh, talking about so many different topics. Uh, it, it'll keep you entertained, if nothing else. And so we've got some great characters in there. And um, some uh, Sean Casey's in there as well. And, uh, you know, Nags and, and Sean Casey. It, it's going to happen. That, that pay-per-view fight is going to happen one day. Uh, we might have to host it it's on, on the order. Champions League away day. <laughs> <laughs> right let's get into some of the topics lads um and look i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna jump um here first this guy someone familiar to us uh, someone we didn't want to see don't want to see again maybe after last weekend but uh evan ferguson there was there was talk where he was pulling out of the irish squad that uh, he might be um heading towards uh playing for for england but and, and i know pete on the 12th man alluded to that as well not happening, Pete. Definitely not happening because he kept, he's come out and said, uh, "No, he's, he wouldn't be allowed back into Ireland if uh, if he ever changed allegiances." So let's rule that one out straight away. Um, but uh, that's uh, with a bit of a, a Newcastle link in there and uh, and and um, England Ireland link. But let's talk about the the uh, Champions League draw. Uh, what do you make of the draw, lads? Uh, how do you think we're going to get on? Uh, Richie, we go to, go to, go to you uh, here because we, we we talked a bit about it, but uh, have you changed your mind, uh, Anthony? Do you think we're we're going to come out of the group, or what, what's your thoughts? I, I still think I think we'll come out of the group. I I think we'll probably come second. Um, I think it'll be us and PSG that go through. Don't know what what order, but you never know. Our home our home forms 
you know, different class. So anything's possible on those uh, Champions League nights at St James's. So it's uh, and obviously just any 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 points we can pick up away from home because they're three fantastic venues to go to. Um, for anyone who's going to be going away, those away days, they're they're away days that we wanted. I think when we did that Champions League sh- uh, show early in the summer, I, could, I don't know if you were on that one, Daz, where we like preempted all the draws and stuff like that. It was just that it was there there about the end of the season in May. We did the little preview of the Champions League. I think I actually mentioned that as a dream group of like destinations to go to <laughs> and stuff like that. So. If it is it's a bit of psychic vibe there, possibly I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's it is. It, I think it's yeah, it is. A, it's, everyone said it's a group of death, but it's definitely something that even yeah, the bookies, the bookies are saying that we're second favourites to qualify out of the group as well. So it's whatever going to happen, it's going to be a Champions League campaign to remember. Um, and, and as we said before, for me, the minimum I, I want us to at least finish third on the group, and then our European campaign can continue uh, in the new year and. In the Europa League, which, to be fair, is probably a competition where you could probably get down to us and Liverpool towards a final or something like that, and we can get revenge for the other week. Hopefully, something like that. If that was the case, but look, it's we're all here just to enjoy it this year, and then obviously we can build on it in the years to come. So, and what a way to enjoy it there with uh, the the group that we got. So there we go. Oh, exactly, Richie. Yeah. Interesting one to once that once that what we we hear that Champions League music at St. Hughes Park for the first time. I think that's gonna be absolutely amazing. But uh Tev, we go to you. Are we coming out with the group, Tev? Or what's what's your thoughts on it? I think the only thing that matters is we're going to these places, you know. We're <laughs> watching these games. A few seasons ago, I think I seen Newcastle versus Rotherham, is it? Now we're going to Milan, we're going to Dortmund, we're going to Paris, you know. So like this is a huge change of fortune. Now, would we get out the group? I still think probably second or third. I think one team in there is gonna have a stinker. I think it might be Dortmund or it might be PSG. I just yeah, I think Milan are strong. I just think Milan are strong. But I think it's about the experience as well and just making sure that we're going there, we're enjoying ourselves, but we're not there to as what did he say, not here to take uh, part. We're here to take over. Exactly. So obviously we won't win the Champions League, but we're not going there to lose four 0 in Milan, four 0 in PSG. So I think we'll be competitive and I think the lads were waiting we'll be waiting for these games. So yeah, hopefully we'll get out of the group. Well, what, like at the end of the day, like what a group, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Jeff. Jamie, would you be worrying about our form going into a Champions League com- campaign or is it just that go out the window? It's, it's totally different. No, so. no, it's completely different. Um, uh, look, I, I'd seen a lot of a kind of doom and gloom over the last two weeks about the club, about uh, it. it did we kind of peak? It was last year just a blip? Was but look, I think I read as well that on those exact four fixtures last season, we're on the exact same amount of points, but with better goal difference. Out of those exact four fixtures last season, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. But um, as you said, as I think the Champions League is a different beast. I think those lads are going to be hungry for that. There are so many players there. Like, look at Bruno. All he ever talks about is Champions League. He wants to play Champions League. I don't think that they're going to let themselves perform bad or let bad performances kind of creep in. But at the same time, it's a group of death. But it's a group of death in terms of big-named clubs. If you actually look at the clubs, look at their teams, 
there's not a lot of quality outside of PSG, obviously the PSG or PSG, they're on a, a different level, but there's not a whole lot of players in Dortmund that would probably get into our starting eleven or in, into our match day squad. Well, match day squad's a bit of a push because we don't have a lot of great depth. But I really think that we like, we could take six points from Dortmund and Milan at SJ like St. James Park. I don't see why that's not possible. Um going away to Dortmund is going to be an absolute nightmare of a game. It doesn't matter who you are, you could be Man City, could be PSG. Going away to Dortmund is going to be a disaster of a game. Um I mean similar enough to teams coming to St. James Park, but I think we need nine points out of our four games against Dortmund and Milan to get through. Um, I, I do think that both PSG games are write-offs. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we'll be thumped. I'd say we'll be in the games, but I do see PSG beating us twice. But I reckon, yeah, we need at least nine points out of the, out of the, the two legs against Dortmund and Milan. You know who's not going to be happy you said that, Jamie? This guy, Pete Davy. The, the Davy Derby against against PSG. He's really looking forward to those ones. Do you burst his bubble there straight away? Look, look he's on tonight. Um, <laughs> Alan, we'll go to you. And is there any any tie, Alan, maybe uh, at the very top that sticks out to you that you're looking forward to? Why are you looking forward to this Milan match in a couple of weeks? Um, Why? No, <laughs> no particular reason other than I'm going, you know, yourself. But um, yeah, now, as the lads were saying, look, you don't get into the Champions League and want to draw teams that you're going to comfortably breeze past and then get knocked out in the round of 32 by Real Madrid. When, I got, when we got qualifying for the Champions League, I was like, I want the worst group possible. I would have likened Madrid to be, Real Madrid, sorry, to be in category or in Group A. We would have loved them to be our big boy in the group. I think we're going to surprise a lot of teams. And I think this group is going to surprise a lot of people. Everyone will take points off everyone. But nobody bar Newcastle will take points to St. James' Park. That's one thing I can guarantee. Unless they come out, they have a very, very good game. Champions League yeah. nights under St. James' Park lights. PSG won't want that. Mbappe won't know what hit. Dan Burns going to have him in his pocket the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny Burns. And PK didn't even make their Champions League squad for PSG. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> enjoy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you see him getting linked to the likes of Everton there in the transfer window there a couple of weeks ago, you go, he's kind of falling well down the pecking order. That, that, that's called karma, Daz. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, sticking with the Champions League. Team, I couldn't see a nice graphic uh, with with the, the, the our our squad list. So I made my own. Uh, so here we are. Here is the the squad for the Champions League. And of course, this is how to describe it as the list A of players. And then there's another list of uh, list B where the likes of Elliot Anderson and Lewis Miley can can be added to it as well, um, or anyone else that that uh, fits the bill. But um, Tev, we we'll go to you first. Uh, what do you make of the squad? Uh, any surprises for you? And and I know there's a, a few missing, like Mankio and. But uh, what's your thoughts on it? I think we knew where we were coming into. I just I, I think from the transfers that we had over the summer, I think it's about squad depth, and you can kind of see it. So the likes of Livermento, the likes of Hall, just making sure we have backup because 
if they play for the Champions League, that means Trippier and Burn can kind of play in terms of Premier League and then vice versa. Obviously, Trippier will be like more more than likely playing for the Champions League, but at least it gives us that depth. Um, depth. Um, but then as well, like you had Bruno. Like remember when we signed Bruno when he came in, like he was assured, oh, you're going to play Champions League football, and obviously he was in love with you. Got a taste of it in Leon. So now you have a lot of hungry players here that are like are wanting to get back. Bruno definitely. Tonali, definitely. Joe Linton, I'm pretty sure he played against Manchester City when he was with, um, I think, Hoffenheim, I think. Um, so there's a good few players there that are returning back to Champions League and a few hungry players. Um, the hungriest, probably Lars Karius. Um, <laughs> I'm just seeing his name stick out there. Um, but yeah, no, I think it'll be really good. We have a lot of players that are looking to prove themselves in the big stage. So yeah. And I think what will suit us as well, like you bear in mind when we're playing the Premier League now, a lot of teams have respect for us in terms of sitting back. The likes of PSG, Dortmund, and the likes of AC Milan will not sip like it'll be heavy metal, like a basketball match. And I think that suits us, especially with players like Almiron, like Bruno, like Isaac. So, like the Glads are saying, I think they're in for a shock if they play us in our game, you know? Like a big shock. Like a dad shocks. I was going to ask. <laughs> I make the jokes around here, Tev. Um, <laughs> I'm the Irish guy that makes the jokes. Um, here, for that, he's gone. Um, Jamie, um, <laughs> Jamie uh, ask you a similar question around, around uh, the um, the squad. But I also want to bring in that um, Mankio is, isn't part of it. Uh, and, of uh, course, Craft um, as well is, is only coming back from injuries. But... Uh, were you surprised that Mankio did, didn't get a move in, in the summer? There was a, a bit of talk of him going back to Spain. Yeah, um, like I, I thought that was a done deal at one point. Um, I remember reading, I think it was on Twitter, that um, there was a couple of different reporters saying that he was granted his move. Eddie actually wanted him to stay, but he wanted to return back to Spain, play first team football. I was actually surprised when, when the season started and he was still there. I, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. But um, I'm not surprised that he's not in the squad. Look, we we spent, what, 70-odd million on two new fullbacks. There's no way that he's going to take a place off of one of the lads. Um, but, yeah, I think, this, I think the squad looks strong. There's players in there that are, I mean, look, Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson's an absolute goal machine. Man was born to score goals. And like this is really his last, like last and only chance at a run in the Champions League. Um, I think I was, I was saying to the lads earlier, he's, if he scores seven goals this season, he's our second highest ever Premier League goal scorer. Yeah, saw that today. Yeah. Um, and like, so this is his last chance, realistically, at playing playing games and scoring goals in the Champions League. I think he'll be very hungry. Um, then you've players like Anthony Gordon who wants to put his name out there. Um, he's hungry. He wants. I mean, he's just going to. I cannot wait to see him up against. Uh, like I think it's Ryerson. It's Dortmund's right back at the moment. I cannot wait to see Anthony Gordon run at him at St James Park. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I, I think we have the squad there. Like Tev hit on it. Sandro Tonali. I mean, what was the Champions League semi final last season? Um, Bruno. Champions League with Leon, um, yeah. I, 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 my, it might be like delusion, but my brain just won't let me 
think any other way that we're going to have a go with these and we're going to take points off some of them lads. Cool. Good, Jamie. Um, Alan, who's scoring the first? What, what's your thoughts on the squad and who's scoring our first Champions League goal back in it? Who's got our first Champions League goal is definitely going to be Sandro Tonali at the San Siro, and he's definitely <laughs> going to absolutely go mad. I come over to hook you. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, the, the squad itself, look, there's no surprises about Matt Ritchie not being named in it. Why give him a contract if you're not going to put him in the squad? <clears throat> Strange one. Look, come here. I know we're constrained by homegrown and home trained players and all these ridiculous rules. But why did we give him a contract if he's literally just going to sit there as a first team coach? Make him a coach. It's, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But like, you know, Eddie knows best. I just like to give out. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Look at like Matt Ritchie, Paul Dummett, Mark Gillespie. Um, yeah, they're, they have a role to play, but it's not playing football for us. I, I, I don't it's think they're in, in training. Not football. Football. <laughs> certainly not Champions League. Football. What do you do for a living? I watch Newcastle train. I watch Newcastle play football, and I'm on ten grand a week. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nice if you can get it, Richie. Any surprises for you uh, from 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 the the squad announcement? Uh, I think just a little at this point that we've obviously had to reduce what the the squad that we're meant to have because obviously the Champions League is normally twenty five man, but obviously we didn't fill the quota. Uh, obviously the, the qualification stands of some of the players and stuff like that. So obviously our squad got reduced out to twenty three. So that that's a little bit disappointing on that front, obviously, because we we discussed that uh, on that Champions League show that we did. I think it was at the end of the season uh, about when we would joke about bringing people like Tim Krull back and and their Fraser Forster because they were like obviously people who were yeah okay that would would you rather have Mark Gillespie as you, as a keeper or would you rather have Tim Krull? But it also ticks the box on that sort of front as well. And um, so yeah, it was interesting. It's a little bit disappointing. Obviously, we lose a two man and obviously. As I said, some of the names have had to miss out because of that, uh, unfortunately. So it's, it's a shame on that front, especially because you know Matt, Matt Rich has been a decent servant for the club, uh, and it would have been nice to be in and around. Obviously, he's still really in and around the squad and stuff, but to be you know the, to get the chance to be you know playing a Champions League game at St James's Park or any of the venues that we've got in the, in the group as well, you know, it's the once in a lifetime you know things for players. Do you know what I mean? Especially. Some of the players still in the Newcastle squad because everyone's aware we're ahead of the project where we're meant to be, um, and you know it's Callum Wilson's obviously he's he's never thought he would have been playing Champions League football and going to these places. Same with Matt Ritchie, really. When you think about when where they were when they joined the club and how long, and obviously Matt Ritchie's been here for years now. Do you know what I mean? He's been a fan, as I said, a fantastic servant. Yeah. It's a bit like with Jamal Lascelles as well. Do you know what I mean? He's been there the similar time as Matt Ritchie, and he's a fantastic servant, and obviously. His place could have been in doubt a little bit had we brought in another centre back, uh, which obviously a lot of Newcastle fans had targeted as possibly been at uh, an area of weakness in the in the wind. Obviously, we didn't address that when it came down to it. So, you know, he's probably literally lips. He's, you know, he's club captain, and he's doing a bit like Matt Ritchie's watching from the sidelines every week and. Uh, Picking up his bookings on the sideline and stuff like that, and getting these club fines for that out of his wages for whatever reason. But do you know what? It's but it's 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 nice for them like that. But I, I do feel a little bit good for for Matt Ritchie on that front. But just while one about the, the champions, there was a couple of questions I want to ask the lads. Uh, just their opinions on obviously 
do you, do you feel that I'll do this one to, to Tev first? Um, are you are you concerned that uh, obviously someone mentioned in the comments before about Bruno is obviously looking forward. You know, he's a Champions League player. He's you know he wants to be playing this competition every year. Um, do you feel that? Obviously, we saw how the form was for Newcastle leading into the Carabao Cup final last year. How our form dipped off going into the into the final. Are you concerned how our form is going to be in the league, um, in and around Champions League fixtures up until the uh, the turn of the year? I do. Sorry, apologies. I do. But you have to kind of think about it as well. Like That's why we kind of expanded the squad in terms of Livermento, the likes of Hall, the likes of Tonali, etc. Like You can see the preseason that Anderson had as well. Obviously, Miley is a bit young himself, but like when do we kind of give these players an opportunity? Do you know, like, do, do we keep them putting them on after like the last five or 10 minutes? No, I think it's, it's their time, do you know. So the likes of Anderson starting in the Premier League game, that's no biggie. That should be okay, you know. By then, Willock should be back. We'll have Longstaff, who's not in the team now. He could start a Premier League game. We should have trust with these players. France 1-0. We should have trust with these <laughs> players that, you know, they will be able to play Premier League football because that's the point of expanding the squad. If we use the same 11 players as we did, you can see in the last last season near the end, they were dropping like flies. We have to have trust in the players. And at the end of the day, it's trial and error at the end of the day. We won't know until we try. I think definitely we should go full trial at the Champions League. I would see like where we get. I think we have a good chance of getting out of the group. But like trust in the players as well that we have in the squad because at the end of the day it's a squad game. Wilson's our second striker, but like I trust Wilson to start, you know. So I think we should be fine. But look, we'll only know once the games start happening, you know. Richie, you you enjoyed putting up that score line too much there. <laughs> I just it was relevant for you know obviously I was I was waiting for Jordy Toon for life to put because he said he's actually watching the match uh. and he didn't put the score in, so I thought oh I'll let the lads know. To be fair, did you did you expect it to to beat France? I don't think he's beaten nah. them since was it eighty nine or something like that. I heard on Talksport this morning. Yeah, there was, there was a handball incident. There was a handball incident, but we won't go there. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, have to we that. expect to beat France, considering <laughs> that we've won four games in our last four. Peter, let's be honest about it. See, if England didn't keep robbing our best players, you'd be all right. There you go, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. I'll come to you next on. Just well, we'll talk about the Champions League, obviously. We would talk about the transfer window, and we thought Newcastle might have went stronger, a bit, a little bit stronger in this window. Um, obviously, there's still a couple of places, you know, and the, the team like the, the right centre back, possibly you know a defensive hole in midfield, a right winger, there's potential other areas of upgrading. And they've talked about before, obviously, how hard the January window is. And uh, obviously, we saw that if you watched the documentary, how hard it was to get players in then, and obviously that to pay inflated prices for Anthony Gordon. If Newcastle have a, a fantastic Champions League uh, campaign and then they qualify out the group for the to the knockout stages, do you see Newcastle being more active in the January transfer window uh, going forward after that? I think they have to be. Um, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of journalists will tell you otherwise because they'll say, I mean, the pot is empty, apparently. Um, but I... I I feel like if we go on a run in the Champions League, if we get out of that group, there is absolutely categorically not a chance that they don't invest in that squad and significantly. Um, 
I mean, look, they'll, <laughs> I'd say they'll borrow funds from next season. I'd say they'll do whatever they have to do to, to improve the squad. There we go. There's some extra funds, 400 million over five years, I think. Um, or 40, I, I don't know. I can't remember what the figure was. But um, but yeah, I, I think, and I think I, I've seen a lot of comments about even just our, our summer spending. Um, oh, 75 odd million on two fullbacks that were and we're still playing Dan Byrne left back who's now moved to centre back obviously because of injury but I I think the club kind of stuck to their their guns we and everyone else knows that we're well ahead of schedule or we're ahead of where we should be in the project but I, I think the club didn't jump the gun and make a, a knee-jerk decision to say okay let's go and spend all this money I think they kind of kept to their original plan of okay yeah we're ahead of ourselves now but we're going to stick to our plan we're going to spend the money we were always going to spend um which i mean look obviously fans we got champions league we finished top four fans want to see us now spending money bringing signing three or four sandro tonalis uh, a window but i think the club are being smart about it i think they're because, I mean, look, you see what happens to the likes of, I mean, Leeds in the early 2000s. See what happened to these clubs when it's going well and they start spending the money, then all of a sudden it's not. And, Everything. I mean, it's very easy, very, very easy to tumble down that pyramid. So I think they're being smart. They're being very methodical about their spending. And, look, uh, I, I'm not going to complain. Look look what Eddie done with the squad he had last year. A couple of bad results at the start of the season is not going to get me kind of flustered about the season but I, I think the club and the, they're sticking to their guns on their original plan regardless of us being ahead of schedule or not and yeah I don't see them making knee-jerk decisions I'll, I'll come to you next obviously I'll be doing the Champions League but obviously you've mentioned you're going away to Milan the first uh, Champions League away day um, something I actually found quite interesting I didn't get a chance to mention this for the lads obviously I wasn't on the draw show but we've actually got two early kickoffs. Uh, for the away game, like Milan and Dortmund, which obviously the away, the earlier kickoffs are tend to be like the the, the east coast of, uh, you know, Azerbaijan or wherever you want to be over the Russian sort of way in Ukraine. So we've we've been quite lucky on that. And I think it's probably down to TV interest that those ones so they can obviously have a fantastic game early and then obviously the fantastic late ones. And how do you feel? Because obviously that your travel plans will have been around that, you know, where you're actually going to stay in the night, right? If you have a late kickoff, kickoff it's very, very hard to get a, a flight back late on and stuff. How do you think that's going to feel for the, the, the team? Because obviously they're going to be able to get home the same night and obviously preparation for this, the, the game on the weekend. Do you think that's going to be a, a huge help for them, Alan? Definitely going to be a massive, massive help. Like they'll be back in Newcastle by 11 o'clock the night of the match. They'll be ready to train the next morning at a normal time. Like it's... A, a trip to Italy, it does take it out of you, especially if you're going over there playing 90 minutes of hard, intense football, coming back, getting back in the train. I think the early kickoffs are going to be massive for us. It's going to be a big, big deal for us. And it'll help in the long run when we're winning the group <laughs> and we get to go into the transfer window as well. So that'll help us all. Cool. 
Cool. And, and um, also, um, Richie mentioned Azerbaijan. And if you are a Newcastle fan group in Azerbaijan or anywhere else in the world, we want to hear from you. And come, come and join us and, and have a chat with us about all things Newcastle. But moving on, I have another question. Uh, and this one is about Eddie Howe. Now, after the Brighton game, there was about two people on Twitter that were saying, Eddie out. Uh, but let's say, let's play out a, a, a silly scenario and uh, that the owners were to listen to those two people on twi uh, Twitter and they made the change, right? They made the change and they got rid of Eddie and they brought in, there was calls for one man to come in and that man was our Alan here, was to come in. Alan, what you're in, you're in charge of Newcastle United. What are you changing going into the, the game against uh, Brentford? No pressure. I'm going to say something very controversial. I'm dropping Nick Pope. Ooh. Martin Dubravka starts. The, I was just thinking today, the last game last game of last season, he came in against Chelsea, and I said something to Jamie in heaven. I was like, he's passing the ball 40, 50 yards to feet. I've never seen him do this before. Now, he's a vampire keeper. He's terrified of crosses. That's his only issue, where it's Nick Pope's opposite. He loves coming out with crosses. I would put Dubravka back in. So that'd be my my big call would be him going back straight in and maybe dropping Dan Byrne because he's looked way off the pace so far this year. Look, he has been unbelievable in ninety nine point nine percent of the games he's played for us. Starting the season, he hasn't started like a house on fire. Nobody has really. It might bring probably play Liberamento over Hall at the minute because I think he'd be a little bit shitter and be more in the Eddie House style already because we've been trained a little bit more. On the left, to, yeah, I think we need to change something. That not catastrophic, got the whole team, but something does need to change. <clears throat> okay, cool, interesting, interesting, very interesting. I'm, I'm uh, Tev, I'll come to you. Uh, in our show, there, uh, when was it the other right? It was a re reaction show. Uh, this one here, a loaded masterclass. Uh, we 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 went through what the changes were we made, but we decided uh, to mix it up in the the. We didn't go as far as dropping Pope. We, we did bring in Hall in, 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 in the left half position, but in the number six position, we made a, a switch there. Uh, what, what would you do? What would you do in, uh, in, uh, to mix it up going into Brentford? Well, uh, it's good that you're looking at the midfield. I think what we can kind of see in the past few weeks that with Tonali, with Bruno and Joe Linton, I think we have a fantastic pair of midfielders. But it's like they don't know what they're doing, who's doing what. They are all very, it's like a 4-3-3, but the tree is like in line with each other. So it's all go up, nobody come back. So I think definitely there's a change there. I still think Jalinton's not fit. Bruno's not fit since his wedding, his seven weddings over the summer. <laughs> um, I, I just I like, even if it's Tonali in there in terms of the six, even if it's Longstaff or having two sit, I think that would be more beneficial because what's that, what's happening is Bruno is in the six. He's trying to play one twos and then go up. As you can see from Evan Ferguson's goal, and the, the second goal where he tried to press and then he got spun and then there was no one there. I think they're all fine, but if you're playing six, play six. Don't play Bruno's six, eight, ten. Try to do everything. If you're playing six, play six. So while they're not fit, I'd probably put Longstaff there, Tonali there, or I'd put Bruno and Tonali put have it that they're sitting. Because what Tonali and Bruno are doing are the exact same thing, and what and with Joe Linton not as fit, being our third midfielder, I just it doesn't it doesn't work, you know. So I think it's actually it's not really about changing the players. It's really just kind of saying if you're playing six, you're playing six. If you're playing eight, you're doing eight. Because right now it's like 
So it's three. It's a flat tree that are kind of just doing everything while doing yeah. nothing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting where this worked out. We haven't planned this, but uh, Alan uh, focus on the defense. Uh, I, I direct you towards mid midfield, Chef. So I'm going to throw Jamie the attack. Now, in, in our, uh, and, and Jamie has already mentioned the goal machine, uh, Colin Wilson, who's three years at Newcastle today. But uh, what would you do? Who would you play? Assuming Eddie goes with 4 3 3, he doesn't alter. So that, who are you playing in that uh, central striker position? Callum Wilson has to go in. Um, I mean, if if that means Isaac is dropped or moved out to the left or out to the right, whichever, but Callum Wilson has to play centre forwards. Um, I, I don't see any other way about it. Like you've even seen against Brighton, he came on, <laughs> scores his goal. Is is kind of it's just what he does. If he's presented with chances, he's going to score goals. Um, but if that means Isaac is dropped or else Isaac goes out onto the right and replaces Miggy and Gordon plays on the left. But then, I mean, Barnes needs to fit into the picture somewhere. So, I mean, potentially, like, Isaac's a, a tricky customer. Like, So I'd say if he was the one that was coming on in the 60th, 70th minute, running at with fresh legs, running at tired defenders, I'd say he could cause big problems. But... um. But yeah, I mean, 100%, Callum Wilson has to start. There's, there's no other way about it. I, I, I mean, something has to change. Yeah, it would be interesting to see that. And um, with, like the fire in the belly of, of Callum Wilson from coming off the bench, would, would Isaac have that as well? Then it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Um, yes, I saw someone mentioned there the likes. Make sure you smash that like. We haven't mentioned it yet, but yeah, smash that like button. And if you're new to enable chat, hit the subscribe button and you'll you'll get notified of all our upcoming shows. But Richie, you didn't get to speak with it in, in the loaded loaded masterclass, but we'll give you the full the full breadth of the, the team there. So what would you change? <laughs> well, are we, are you happy with what we, we came up with? Well, as I, as I, I got back late from Edinburgh on uh, on Sunday, but I, I was I got back got to listen to pretty much from the masterclass onwards and uh, obviously I was aware you put the comment on about when we were talking about the the number six role that and obviously mentioned that to not when Eddie Howe talked about Tonali and uh, when he came in it was the fact that he's probably one of the best understanding of tactics in uh, in world football so for me he, he knows about what, what tactics Eddie Howe wants him. It, he should just literally just say, right, I want you to be the six in this game or whatever. Because as as Tevin mentioned before, we either do they, they all do something together or they don't. They, they don't know the, the rules. And I think this is what Eddie, this is the problem, Jell in the, the midfield that we've got the minute. We've mentioned it quite a few times on the channels uh, since we, we presumed it was going to be a Bruno Tonali uh, GA7 midfield. That what Eddie Howe wants, he wants a fluid midfield. What the ones that can, you know, they can make their own decisions about going forward, someone dropping back at the same time, and et cetera, et cetera, because they're all intelligent footballers. But the problem is, they have never, they don't have the experience of doing it together yet. And this is something that they're all learning. And it has been mentioned recently that, yes, okay, Bruno and J7 uh, have played together, especially all last season. But before that, J7 would play on the left. Then he's come back in the midfield. He's played a bit more in midfield now. Then you're bringing someone who's um, coming from a different league, not used to the pace of the Premier League compared to Serie A. Um, 
And I think it, it, it might just be the time where you have to go back and say layman's terms, right? You do this, you do that, and and obviously just build a bit more understand. But I think the, the one thing that's quite frustrating for me is that these are intelligent lads, and obviously, and I imagine the rest of the lads on the, who are on the short night have played football to a, a certain standard and stuff like that, and understand their roles within a team. I, I still don't understand how if what if, if one midfielder see, sees one. You know that their partner going forward. Why aren't they automatically just dropping back to cover? Surely this is just basics of football. That you know, like you don't just you know all just bomb forward. It's not like you know we're we're under sevens playing football for the first time and chasing <laughs> the ball around the pitch. You know what I mean? We're, these are intelligent footballers that they should know the basics of you know commitment and the, the defensive side. If you lose the ball and stuff like that, and and you know it was fantastic the way that. You know, Pete did the, the the pizza slices or the master classes just called it on the other day, and, and it was right. Obviously, with having two bombing fullbacks, you still need you, you need someone to sit and protect those two centre halves, and that's the big key on there. And uh, what Al mentions as well about uh, Pope, I, I, I you know, there was there was there was saying about how much the, the shots were from Gilmore for me. He should have caught that all day long. It was bread and butter from for me. That it's right in his midriff. He shouldn't be dropping that, unfortunately. Um, and it turned the game. You could turn around and say that it would have been a different game if Isak had put his two chances away in the first five minutes. Uh, he seemed to be. I don't know. He just he, he wanted an extra touch for the first one, and obviously the defender came back for a corner. And the second one, I, I I don't know what went wrong with that one. He just he just sort of like really shanked it. Really didn't he? It's it was a, a horrendous finish. It's the sort of one where you think. If that had dropped to, to Cal Milson, that that's in the back of the net. But then again, he missed that sitter last year against Man City in a similar situation, didn't he? So it's 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 it all it puts and maybes and on another day sort of thing. But the second goal, base six as well, did we talk about the number six there? That space in between the midfield because Bruno pressed, he didn't have that foot that, that cover in front of the back four. Ferguson exploited he, he dropped off. And I think if Botman's there, I think Botman goes with him. I think I don't know if it's just the fact that Byrne hasn't been playing centre centre back uh, week in week out. He's been playing full back, so it's a different sort of role and perhaps that. But to be fair, I think we missed Botman. You know, he's probably been our player player of the month for me. I think he's been fantastic, and we really really missed him on uh, on on Saturday. Uh, up front, I think Miggy. I, I would. I would you know, when we did the recruitment, this is something that we, we talked about before. We know two fullbacks coming in. Did we? Did we? You know, the, we said there's other areas that needed highlighting that that were necessities. Fantastic that he's picked up on the the documentary, the you know, the cover and who where the targets were meant to be and who they were looking to replace yeah. and who. I thought that was fantastic. I had noticed it when I watched it, but I didn't realize. I I, I didn't really think anything of it because I thought it was it's just common knowledge for Newcastle fans really doing it was nice that it was actually highlighted. Um, but it was it's like yeah we really needed a right a right winger and it's um uh, we didn't we went and bought we bought two left wingers. What and uh, yeah we already had Gordon through and I know there's this this talk of versatility like when he buys players and obviously they said that Gordon can play anywhere along the front three realistically but for me it's where does Harvey Barnes? Where's the versatility for Harvey Barnes? Because he didn't really play anywhere bar the left for Leicester, and I don't. It's yeah. not as though he can come in and play in the middle. I don't think he has the same effect on the right. He probably could play on the right, but I, I don't see him being that 
player that he is on the left. So it's it's still a, a surprising transfer for me. Yes, he's a good player. That link-up player that we've seen already from preseason and, and especially how it was against Villa as well with Callum Wilson. It's a fantastic little partnership development there. And I think if we are going to bring Callum Wilson back in, like Jamie mentioned, you know, he scores goals, goals for fun and could, by the time he leaves, be the second highest goal scorer in club history. Um, it's There's a nice little relationship session. It'll be nice to see if they can work on that, give a bit more time in-game uh, rather than just 20 minutes towards the end of the match when people are tired that you want to start to build a bit of it and understand. And if that's the case and the versatility comes in, I think we should go on to the other side. I think Gordon could do it on the right. Obviously, he is naturally right-footed. Yes, you take away that inverted winger, you're cutting in and having a shot, but at the same time, he's got that pace of like a traditional right winger where he gets past the man and he can just put the ball in and you know that Callum Wilson or Isak will be there. So I'd, I'd be looking for, for that and you know possibly even a change in the the four three three to such and it's like because if you put Wilson where do you put Isak because yeah. you've got your 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 world record like the club record signing and um, you don't really want to on the bench because on his day he's fantastic he really can you really see him changing change the formation Richie and that's it and that's what where we go back to well no we just we discussed it several times that the only way you really really change it is you you go to a four a four two three one. Um, yeah. And the, the person that misses out for me, if that's the case, is probably going to be Joel Linton. Because I think Isak goes as the, there's the 10 and plays off yeah. uh, Wilson. Wilson yeah. And then you'd play Tonali and Bruno together. Because obviously you know that they can both be sixes, they can both be eighth. So it's probably an easier relationship and understanding for them to get that. If one's covering, one drops, one goes forward and stuff like that. So it might be a little bit easier. Then your back four is still the same. Um, so it's literally just that change in the final third and position. But look, it's it's you know some people have mentioned, and I, I think uh, I think I think I started the comment coming back for later. Uh, Tom Dixon does Eddie Howe have another much needed style of play because at the moment it's four three three. Um, you know what, what what's the the plan B like formation wise? Like we saw yeah. in, in against Villa in pre season, he went three five two, which shocked us all. And we're like, well, if you're going to play a three-five-two, you 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 you've got the the wrong people in the wrong places. It was, you know, it was the square pegs and round holes, and it was a bad experiment. And that's the type to do it. I think a going from a four-three-three to a four-two-three-one, it's a slightly easier transition because you've got that understanding the back four, your back five. Sort of if you include your keeper, it might be make it might make Pope a bit more reassured if Botman comes back in, um, and. I, for me, I, I'd like to see Lewis Hall get a chance, have a natural fullback there, rather than someone who can play there. Um, yeah. And obviously, Trippier on there as well, uh, or even Livermore, depending on how you know we don't know how Trippier is going to, what sort of minutes he's going to get when he goes to England with having two games. So it might be the fact that he's got two weeks to work with Livermore. You might see him come in for the Brentford game before the cup game, or or the cup game during the week after. There's loads of next maybe, as I said, but there's, there's changes there, yet, which I've just mentioned. And I, I'd hate to see the Brentford lineup being this, you know, obviously I'd expect Botman to be fit to come back in, but you know, the same personnel. I think something needs to change. Well, Alan, Alan will do his nut if he sees Pope and go on. So, yeah, uh, that's, you need some kind of uh, a change. Look, let, let's. Uh, f- 
Sorry, Richie. No, no. I was just gonna say it's 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 probably took the, the fact he's not in the England squad. It means that he could just you know have that, that precious taken yeah. off because you did it. If he'd been going, you know, there's a chance he might have because Pickford hasn't had, hasn't been great. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, I still don't understand how he's in the in the England squad. To be fair, I, I you know I know it's it seems to be Southgate picking mates again. You know, you've still got Jordan Henderson in there as well. You, I feel a bit sorry for people like James Ward-Prowse, who's had a fantastic start the season uh, for his new club. And you've still got Jordan Henderson, who's paying in a... It's still a bit part lead in Saudi, getting paid ludicrous money. And he's not challenged himself. He's not playing against the highest standard. So for me, I, I, if anyone that goes to... It was the same when they, we used to, when they went to China. The league's not at the standard you should be playing in for... You know, if it's an England-friendly, fair enough, call them up. You know what I mean? But if it's a... You know, we're talking about in, uh, qualification for the Euros. So you, you shouldn't be playing these players. So, sorry. Did, did I ever tell you that my little boy calls uh, Pickford um, small dinosaur? That's what he called him, small dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> that, I wouldn't. Every time he sees him, they're small dinosaur. Why did you call him small? Why is he a small dinosaur? <laughs> and I, let's move on. A few little uh, topics to, to bring up, and then we'll go to some questions uh, from the chat, uh, Richie. So, yeah, that's the first uh, uh, item is um, Elliot Anderson. He, he withdrew from the, the Scottish squad. Um, and I know people were much like Kevin Ferguson. Uh, people were saying, "Does that mean now he can play for for England?" And well, technically, he could, but it looks like he's he's made his mind up there. So uh, hopefully, he's he's back with us with us doing this. It's only something small. But jump in, lads, if there's something you want to say on any of these topics. Um, so that's that's Elliot Anderson. Uh, uh, Hayden, Hayden, sorry, here he is. Hayden is gone to Standard Liège. Uh, so gone on loan. Uh, to uh, the Belgian Pro League, so um, yeah, he was looking for. He was wasn't he talking to Sheffield Wednesday, and the the move to Luton, Luton. Uh, uh, fell through, yeah, as well. So yeah, nice to see him that he got got a good, good to see him getting some game time and uh, um, getting back playing. Uh, he's, he's he doesn't have a future in Newcastle, but yeah, good to see him get back and get some minutes, and hopefully, the injuries are are behind him now. Um, then next topic I want to drop in as well is yeah we we signed two two young players as well so we signed uh, Trevan Sousi here he is Trevan Sousi is any Tevin Tavin Tevin any relation to you No Tevin? could be <laughs> it could be it could be <laughs> but Trevin yeah um but it just shows in terms of Eddie Howe and kind of the Dan Ashford etc just looking at the young players I think. With regardless in terms of who we bring in in January in the future kind of transfer windows, what we'll know, we'll always bring in four to five kind of young, aspiring kind of top talent from Europe, which and that's what the big clubs do. So we're acting like a big club, you know. So I think the more of them will kind of come kind of goal for us in the next few years where we have about 20, 21, 22 euros who are the best players in the world. That can only give us kind of great momentum yeah. moving forward, you know. Exactly, and of course, there's a, just, uh, a blast of Irish players that joined there as well. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Just on that guy, Leo Sharhart, that we signed from Wolves. Yeah. I actually told the lads the night we were playing Brighton that we were after signing him. I got wind of that because it's it been in the know. Someone in I the know. know. Yeah. Do, does, know that, do, you, do you get all? Is that where Sean Casey gets all his info? Yeah. 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 I, I text him all the time. No, yeah. like, I, I know someone who's part of the Wolves setup, and basically they were like disgusted signed for Newcastle they were like this kid is the be all and end all he is going to be the top of the top of the game and I, I said to the lads like we're just signing this kid from Wolves haven't heard of him 
then about six weeks later we finally sent signed them and i was like oh i, I was wow. right <laughs> so that, that's the claim today um, Nags is going to be after you now, Alan. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Richie, you, you you were talking about uh, Trevin. Uh, you sent us on a one a wonder goal he scored, uh, didn't you? Nope. In the chat. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> no, the, the, the two that I I talked obviously it's it's fitting as the lads. One with the Irish lad, it was Castle Heffern, and then obviously he was just joined as well. Um, and also there was the rumor that about Kevin's Effie that was meant to join the line as well. I don't know what happened on that one. It was, you know, there was a lot of really strong rumours. Alan might know from his in the no sources. No. Uh, he may be able to tell us a bit more. Daz would talk about in the no. We should, should we just ask your friend if he has any inside information? Uh, I can ask him. I can ask him if you want, if you want Richie. <laughs> you had to think about that for a minute, didn't you? Yeah, so who's, yeah but I haven't been talking to Alex for a while. Even Alex, uh, but uh, Alex Murphy, but um, yeah, yeah, Sean, Sean is saying, Sean Casey is saying that they'll come back for him in January, so uh, hopefully that one goes through as, as well. And of course, we have Reese Byrne as well, the goalkeeper, um, as well, uh, that, that signed up with us, but yeah, then there's uh, some some uh, bad news then. Uh, when we, we wish the best of luck to Steve Harper, who who uh, who suffered a brain hemorrhage there during the, the week. So best of luck to to uh, Steve Harper. Get well soon, Steve. Um, from everyone on the screen and all the lads at, at Loaded and all the, everyone in the chat as well. Speaking of the chat, Richie, let's go and see if there any any questions or comments. Uh, there hasn't been many, to be fair. Uh, Lisa put on at the start um, question for the, the lads. Uh, did it get across for many games at St James's Park? I know obviously you discussed it a few before off screen, but uh, Tevin will go to you first and we'll work out with Jamie now after that. Yeah, so I get to a few. Um, see, my mom's sister married in Newcastle local, so I have family over in Newcastle. So I think uh-huh. once I was a kid, I was kind of forced to kind of go, but having family there, like it's now like a religion. So like I tried to get to as much games as I can. Obviously, with the new ticket situation, to be harder. But like the likes of Nottingham Forest last season, where I went away, I left left St Patrick's Day, left Ireland for St Al Patrick's Day to go to Nottingham. But that two one away game, probably Isaac last second, probably remained with me the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> nearly lost my knee. Uh, <laughs> the whole place went. But just yeah, I try to get to as much as I can. I was at, recently, I was at the Liverpool game. Um, so I probably left the stadium last, but look, I like with the lads, I think we're all just trying to get it just to kind of make sure, even if we don't get to games, we have somewhere to watch the game in terms of Dublin, Galway, and Northern Ireland, and the other places as well. So, yeah, I try to get to as much as I can, but like now with the setup that we have, it's actually not a bad thing if I don't get to a game, you know, I get to watch it with the lads in era. There we are, getting locked at Shark Bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. I had dinner down the corner there one day. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, Jamie, how about you? Um, yeah. So look, like I was saying beforehand, I, I try as much as I can. But over the last year, we've been buying a house, so I've been a, uh, I've been told I'm not allowed to go. What? And then we're getting uh, married next summer, so again, that's on hold. So, but yeah, look, it, the handy thing is that the lads will always help people get tickets. So. I mean, look, I'm a member, but I'll always try help any of their lads get tickets if, if they need them or anything like that. But, yeah, unfortunately, I don't get over as much as I'd like to at the moment. But look, 
we'll see. That'll change. <laughs> Al, how about you, Matt? Yeah, I was at the Liverpool game um, with Kev, unfortunately, as well. Um, I, I was saying to Daz when I came out, um, basically last year I applied 14 times and had zero tickets and I applied for three games this year and three times I pulled out. It's literally enough of the draw. And then obviously I'm going to Milan in two weeks' time, but that's, I mean, the home end. So I will say nothing about that, but that's true. Family, friends that I know over there. But yeah, I, I try minimum one game a year is my goal. But anytime an opportunity arises, I'm on a plane. So yeah. <laughs> that's well. don't, don't worry, Al. We, we'll put your picture up when we have a, a Milan away day. So we'll get them to look out <laughs> It's a, obviously when you're over here, you always, you've got your regular haunts. Like obviously, the, everyone knows about the strawberry, the shark bar. You've got obviously the diary setup as well. Uh, I don't know whether you were aware. You might have been, but obviously, there's a new Irish bar open on the quayside in Newcastle, the Dublin there. Uh, so definitely check that out. It's been given some fantastic reports, mm. stuff like that. So I'm hoping to go and check it out uh, soon as well myself. So have a, give that a check when you come over as well. Another one to tick off your little boxes there. Home from home while you're over here, sort of thing as well. So. Put that on our list for for Easter, Richie, on our list. It's just around the corner from the hotel you were at last time in in April. Just around the corner. It won't be the Aiken Aiken side this time. It'll be the Dubliner, (laughs) I can guarantee it. (laughs) Uh, Tom Dixon wants to know, lads, where do you think we'll finish this season? I'll go sixth. Sixth or seventh. I don't, I'm not saying last year was a complete overperformance or a blip, but I mean, the entire league. I think this is the most competitive Premier League season there, there has been since its inception. Um, like you look at teams like West Ham, Villa, Brighton, the recruitment they're doing is just outrageous. And then you have like the regular, I mean, top six, big six, whatever you want to call them, the cartel. So, I mean, there's a lot more people now fighting for even just, I mean, Europa and Europa Conference. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a tough season. Um, But, I mean, for me, I'd be happy with any European place. Conference, Europa League, Champions League would be an absolute bonus. But if we just finish in any of the, the European Cup places and go on somewhat of a cup run, I mean, that's a happy season for me. Yeah. Um, God, sorry. sorry. I, I think I'd say sixth as well. But what I'm thinking of, actually, would it not be nice if we finished third in Champions League group and won the Europa? Final in Dublin. There you go. Yeah. Final so in Dublin. Could we come sixth and Tickets still get Champions League? Tickets be interesting, Oh, well... <laughs> Did I tell you about the Irish strawberry that we have? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> but um, six, yeah, six will be interesting. I'd say we do very good in the cup, um, whether it's the Carabao, the FA Cup, or even you know, like if we drop down to the Europa League and we won that, you know, that'll be a, you know that'll be a triumph yeah. itself. So six, but I think there's a surprise. There's another surprise this season. I think. Well, we'll have to get past City. If we want to go on a Carabao Cup run anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> sure look. You're right. After that, I said to the dad in the chat last week, you, you've got to beat the best at some point to win a, a, a trophy. So, uh, the benefit we've got to St James is, and it's the early round, so you never know that you don't know what sort of uh, team uh, Pet might put out. So, you might do us a, a little bit of a favor, fingers crossed. Um, and just the last question I've got to start, and obviously, transfer window shut last week 
Ian Barron wants to know, do you think that Newcastle might look at any potential free agents out there? No. No. <laughs> They're free agents for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Even, even. Um, I think the gay is still um, available, isn't he? You, you're looking for a keeper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, I don't want him either. But um, no, no. Did you take Maxi back to loan in January. <laughs> Another left winger to our uh, yeah, to our, our plethora there already. <laughs> no, I think we're fine for now in terms of free agents. Um. But yeah, no. Look, we we it's still time to kind of see players like the likes of Hall and kind of um, Livermento as well. So look, I think we've had a hard start, but I think now with Brentford at home, I think after that it's a lot of winnable games. I won't say easy games because there's no easy game in the Premier League. But we'll start seeing our squad kind of come back to life and kind of well, hope to God come back to life and starting to blitz yeah. teams. You know, I missed the I six think... ones and five ones. Yeah, I think when we see Joe Willick come back, I think that's yeah. going to be a massive boost to the squad. I think we miss him terribly oh, in so the middle bad. of the park. So bad. It's, uh, it's, another you, 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 you're so right, Jamie. It's, it's a bit like, you know, we looked at when we went to Villa last year, you, you, we saw how much we missed Sean Longstaff when he wasn't there. And it's it's all these hard, nasty yards that you don't see people sometimes do. And, and people don't realise what they actually do when they're on the pitch, that you miss them when they're not there sort of thing. And you're right with what you say. About Joe, well, his energy is just phenomenal going forward and stuff like that. So, um, I've got a, a message from I don't know if, if Niall McGuinness, I don't know if he's in the Irish uh, the chat with you, uh, but he's just put on it's not a question, but an invite for all the Irish mags from the Northwest Irish mags that they've got Keith Gillespie joining uh, on the 24th yeah. of September for a watch along of the Sheffield United game in Derry. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. So that's that's Niall. That's part of the dairy group with Mark. So yeah, they'll be having Kika Gillespie for a watch along on the twenty fourth of September for the Sheffield United game. So I think there's still tickets that are kind of available. So he's kind of saying, look, if there's anybody that wants to watch it with Kika Gillespie in dairy, give them a show. And I think there's still limited tickets left. So like again, where we say like Irish Mags, we are a group or community, but we're also an umbrella. So the likes of the Northwest Mags, Dublin, Galway, Cork. It's a kind of a community where we can kind of share these kind of events and ideas. So, yeah, they have key Gillespie, so and it's only for a tenner, I think. So, it's, a, it's good value. Nice one. Nice one. Um, let's questions. Thanks, Richie. Let's give a shout-out to our sponsors. Shout-out to theradiatorshade.com as we put Alan in jail where he should be and Jamie and uh, here are the uh, lovely radiators or models of them that are uh, available via the radiator shed and there's Russ there with Callum Wilson uh, also shout out to uh, the install works if you need to get them installed and uh, H2O Bathroom Design Co, the northeast largest supplier of Velcro and Botch bathroom wear. Team Valley Gateshead, over 20 years established, run by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley Estate, Gateshead. And uh, these are all the, the bathrooms uh, in the showroom, which have probably changed. We must get some new pictures now at this stage. But uh, yeah, check that out if you're in the market for a bathroom or you know someone that is. That is our sponsors. But uh that's it for the show, lads. So thanks a million for, for coming and joining us and, and uh, 
a great bunch of lads having a bit of a, a chat about Newcastle and I'm going to be chatting to you in, in the, the group when I finally get to, to meet you virtually face to face and I, I will get to meet you face to face I'll have to get up to Dublin but it's nearly easier for me to go to Newcastle than this but yeah we'll, uh, we'll meet up at, at some stage and hopefully even maybe even at a game but um, we've got a few more shows probably coming up in, uh, before we kick back into the the, the uh, Premier League game against uh, Brentford again, but uh, yeah, we'll advertise the midweek course. But um, that's it, I guess. Um, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Make sure you join the Irish Mags if you're not in there already, and make sure you um, subscribe to Loaded as well. That's it. There's only one thing left to say, Richie. You can say it. How do you like that? <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good luck. Good night. Yeah.